As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hello, it is Wednesday, October 7th, 2020. Still 2020. And uh, it's Wednesday, which means on Football and Grits, you're getting me, David Ubbin, the Athletics Tennessee writer, and Josh Kendall, who covers South Carolina for us, but Josh has covered the SEC for a long time. Josh, we're two weeks into the 10-game gauntlet. What is it like to get done with one great week of SEC football? Look to the next Saturday, and we got another solid week coming up. It's fantastic, and what's even more fantastic <laughs> is that so far – the SEC is fourteen and zero against the virus. I'm I'm really delighted that we've got two weeks of games in without any interruptions. You know, knock on wood. Yeah, and not a, not a ton of breakouts really. I've had a few cases, but not teams that are are dealing with uh, the shutdowns and contact tracing that we dealt with in in right. Teams. I was skeptical that we would get through this season smoothly, and I'm not you know assuming anything at this point. But it's nice to get through twenty percent of it without any hiccups. Yeah. Hopefully uh, that'll be the case the rest of the season. Well, this is week three of Football and Grits. We hope you guys are loving the show. We're enjoying making it. I know that's for sure. Thank you for subscribing. Uh, Give us a rating, uh, hopefully five-star rating. Give us a review. Tell a friend. All of it makes the show better. And, of course, gives us a little feedback, which is nice to hear. we got a full week of content again coming. Tomorrow's show, we'll talk about that a little bit later, Uh, but we're going to be talking heavy Tennessee-Georgia, the game of the week. Seth Emerson will be joining myself and Mitch Light uh, on Thursday's show. Uh, That'll be a whole lot of fun. You can read our coverage of uh, this week in the SEC at theathletic.com. If you're not a subscriber, you should change that, theathletic.com slash grits. One dollar gets you access to everything, our SEC team, but of course, everything else. Our, we got 400-some writers from the U.K. to the West Coast. So check us out. You can listen to this show ad-free. But again, you can listen to this show anywhere you get your podcasts. This week, we're talking upsets, Josh. A lot of big spreads across the SEC. But I, I, have, a, I have a feeling there's an upset hiding in here. We're Mathematically, you're probably right. Let's see if we can find it. Let's see. So what we're going to do today... We're going to go through these games with these lopsided spreads. Our apologies to Mississippi State and Kentucky, but that game is supposed to be close. We're going to uh, save you guys for another time. But we're going to look at these lopsided games 
We're going to try to find the upset. We got to start with the Kiffin Bowl, Josh. Lane Kiffin back in the SEC. Now he faces Alabama, and he will do so, the former Alabama offensive coordinator, who really helped usher in the Alabama that we know today, as a 23-point underdog. Josh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how likely is an upset for the Rebels? If we're going with 10 as the most likely and 1 as the least likely, I'm going minus 50 on this one. I, you, you cannot tell me that Nick Saban is going to let Lane Kiffin stay anywhere close to him. That is so not Nick Saban's style. They will say mostly the right things, although you can, we can always hope Lane pops off early in the week. But I don't expect that. But I also don't expect Lane to keep it close in any way, shape, or form. His offense is pretty good, but they haven't faced anybody like Bama's defense yet, although Bama's defense needs to get well. You would think Nick would love to get well against Ole Miss. And this Ole Miss defense, I, I mean, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I, 70 is probably unlikely, but I don't think it's out of the question. Yeah, I think it's definitely – I think we might see – like a 60-24, 60-30 type game. I mean, that's the thing is Ole Miss can score on some people, but Alabama can score right with them, and then they can stop them and probably get a defensive score. I like Alabama's chances to get a defensive score. I'm not going to go negative 50, but I'm going to go two, which is a slightly higher <laughs> a slightly higher number. I don't really see it. Uh, you know, uh, Nick Saban, I thought it was interesting this week when he said, you know, Ole Miss has ruined a couple seasons for us. Uh, that was in the Hugh Freeze era, the Swag Kelly era. That was one of the most fun games I can remember. Uh, that was like around the time of the birth of the Land Sharks and all that stuff, and uh, that was a fun era of but, Ole But Miss what football. Nick does is suck the fun out of everything he's around. So that's what he's going to do with this game. He's just going <laughs> to suck. It should be very fun and close and a fourth-quarter shootout. But Nick Nick is the fun sucker. He just sucks the fun out of everything, and he'll do the same this weekend. So you're saying we shouldn't have him on Football and Grits because he would suck the fun out of the show? Is that what you're I, saying, that's, Josh? That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> all right well i think we are on the same page there i think that will be fun there's gonna be points i, I would take the over in that ball game uh Ole miss you know i think that that spread looks about right to me uh, i just think that there's not gonna be able to keep up they're gonna be able to score i wouldn't be surprised if lane has some tricks up his sleeve especially in that first quarter maybe they get out to a a 14 7 lead something like that but over 60 minutes they, they Ole miss is not gonna be able to get enough stops and alabama's gonna get plenty so that one, I don't see it. Florida this week goes into Kyle Field. The Aggies reeling from their own trip uh, to Tuscaloosa. That was a that was a butt kicking. I I'm not going to call this a must win, but I would call it a must compete for for Texas A&M. Uh, where where do you see this? The Aggies six and a half point underdogs at home against the Gators, who have looked. Uh, the best team they've looked like they're probably the best team in the East right now in terms of just if you're looking at these last two games and just these two games they've been the most impressive team. This will be a tough test for them. One to ten, how likely is this the upset? This is a four for me, and I'm not even sure I like the Aggies that much. If 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 you made me go three or five, I'd go a three. I, I think that Florida's offense just saw them this week in person is really good. The defense is not great, but regular listeners to our pod will will know that I'm kind of on the. Jimbo may just be cashing checks at this point stage of his career 
and things are not going well. It's going to take a lot of effort to get things going back in the right direction. Nothing I saw in the Alabama game changed my mind about that. I just don't think the Aggies can stop them. Uh, I think they'll keep pace for a half, but that's all I anticipate. I think Florida wins and covers. Yeah, I want to see – I think you may be right, but I would not be shocked if A&M can slow them down a little bit more. We'll see. Uh, We found out this week also Kyle Trask, a Texan, named Kyle because of Kyle Field. Uh, I think he gets the win, but I'm saying this is an 8 out of 10. Okay. I, I I feel like there's a good Aggies team hiding in there, and I don't think we're going to see it every week. But I think there are some weeks where they're going to look really I thought good. that in the offseason, and, and I'm just less and less convinced every week. Yeah, maybe. But I think coming off of that embarrassing A&M game, or the embarrassing Alabama game, they, they might be undervalued a little bit. I think people are going to cast them out. And I think that game tells us a lot about A&M, but it might tell us a lot about Alabama too, that how good Alabama just may be this year. So I'm going to say an 8 uh, I think if I was ranking them, you know, that's that's up there with the most likely. Um, but it's going to be fun. Man, if you lose that game and you're the Aggies, uh, this is going to be a long season. This is going to be a long season. I think it's going to be a long season. Um, not all of us have, you know, $7.5 million coming our way to get through the season. Uh, like some of the people involved in that game may have. But, hey, that's it's going to be uncomfortable. They can't get a win. You can only game. be so uncomfortable, though, when you're making seven and a half million dollars a year. Uh, that, that's that's it's that's true. my baseline theory. <laughs> Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Well, again, tomorrow, come back for Football and Grits. It's going to be a fun show. We are going to be diving in to the Vols and Bulldogs, the best game of the week. Uh, SEC East, uh, we'll call it a... um, uh, just a big game in the division. If it's going to get interesting, this is the week it could get interesting. And we're going to talk about it. I'll be on there, of course, with my regular Thursday co-host, Mitch Light. But Seth Emerson, nobody's better covering Georgia. He's going to be joining us. We'll be digging in to what to expect, the factors, all those things on Thursday's show. But right now, Tennessee, they opened as a 14-point favorite. That line has dipped back to 12.5 points. It's fading Tennessee's way. I suspect maybe we'll see some action the other way and move it another uh, another point before kickoff. One to ten. How likely is it that we get a uh, Tennessee is back game? A one. At a Sanford one. Stadium. After watching, uh, yeah, I'm I'm fully on board to give Georgia a freebie for the first game of the year. I was incredibly impressed by the way they played against Auburn. I've seen Tennessee firsthand in the game that we saw. Um, I don't think that Tennessee can stop Georgia's running game. Um, I do think Tennessee's offensive line is good, but it's going to have to play well to keep Jarrett Garantano alive. Um, 
I don't think he can make enough plays back there, even with protection, to give them a chance against this against this defense that Georgia's got. That defense is just so nasty. I, I foresee a very flustered Jarrett Garantano. I foresee Georgia winning and covering. You know, I think with this game, I'll start with I, I put it as a four. I have a little more confidence than, than you do that we might see an upset here. But here here's where I think it's interesting. With all the talk about the quarterback position at Georgia, uh, Jamie Newman, JT Daniels, all that, we really did gloss and all the change that they've had in offense. We really did gloss over on the reality that Georgia had the pieces to have a truly like generational defense this year, uh, and that's what it looks like. They are fantastic. Um, but where Tennessee is at right now, the last couple years when they've played Georgia and Alabama, it's been a brace yourself, this is going to get not great, try not to get people hurt, get out of there. If they were going to win that game, they needed something supernatural to happen. It didn't arrive. Um, Alabama, Tua got hurt. That made it a little more interesting. They still lost that game um, you know, convincingly. But this year, you look at Tennessee. If they can play mistake-free, they can make a couple plays through the air, and they can win the turnover battle, it's going to be a ball game in the fourth quarter. If all those things can happen, if Tennessee doesn't play very well, they're going to get run off the field. Uh, Georgia's going to want to control the ball. But I think the biggest thing is this is going to be a low-scoring game. It looks like it's going to be rainy. We could have a, um, you know, a, slop, uh, a slop fest in the rain. Both these teams want to play this game inside the hashes. So when you have a game that's that low-scoring, you know, a play or two here or there, especially in the rain, can swing that. And Tennessee doesn't need anything supernatural to win that game. So I'm saying four. I think the Vols can do it. I don't think anybody would be shocked if they did. But I think there's two questions you have. Is Auburn not very good? We don't know enough about Auburn yet. Uh, they might just be not good. And, you know, if that's the case, then certainly Tennessee's chances are good. Um, if Auburn is good, then then maybe, you know, Georgia is just – going to squash everybody but Bama this year. It'll be fun to see. I just don't think Tennessee can make any plays in the passing game. I think if they can run the ball and hold on to it and keep it low scoring like you're talking about, maybe. But I, I just I, – I, I don't see it. I, I, I don't see a path to victory for them. Mm-hmm. Well, on the opposite end of the SEC East spectrum, you have coined this the slugfest for this sixth. Knock down, uh, drag out to stay <laughs> out of the basement. Absolutely. Uh, South Carolina going to Nashville. Vandy, 13-point underdogs. They made it pretty interesting against A&M in week one. They made it significantly less interesting against LSU in week two. One to ten, how likely do we see an upset here? This one is tough for me because, you know, this this very well could be the last time South Carolina plays as a favorite this season. Certainly it'll be the last time they play as a double-digit favorite this season. And I still rank this as an eight. Um, I, I'm close to this South Carolina team. I, that, that's the team I cover on a week-to-week basis. And gut feeling, it feels like they're walking into a dangerous spot here. Lots of reasons I say that. Their defense, their secondary is not playing well at all and seems to be getting frustrated by it. 
their receivers cannot catch the ball with any consistency, and everybody on the offense is getting frustrated by that. They've beaten Vandy a bunch of times in a row. Mathematically, that's going to end. They're going to a Vanderbilt place where there's going to be no fans. It's going to be even weirder than it's been the last two weeks. This just feels like a trap for South Carolina. So I, th- I think that there's a, a very real chance that they're 0-3 come Sunday. Um, I've been on the record and continue to be on the record that Will Muschamp and nobody else in the in the SEC is going to get fired during the pandemic season. But if they get to 0-3, they're going to be pushing the limits of my belief in them. I'm with you on this. I, I think this feels like a 9 just because – a team like South Carolina that's that's a little limited on both sides of the ball, a double-digit favorite going on the road, a Vandy team that, you know, put a scare to A&M. I mean, uh, I, I don't think Vandy's very good, but I don't think South Carolina's very good either. Um, and and uh, that's going to be uh, a tester for them, a, a literal must-win game. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, the, it, uh, it's a must. People, nobody much outside of the two fan bases will care about it come Saturday. But it is hugely important for South Carolina because of that. I mean, just because of the psychological damage that being dead butt last in the SEC East would would do to them in year five of Will Muschamp. And they've – I mean, yeah, this is is a must win. This is a must win for sixth. Rally – circle the wagons. It's time to not be the last place team in the division. Tennessee has lived that last place in the East life uh, not long ago, and it is, uh, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. And uh, I think South Carolina, too, you know, they just, uh, there's not a lot about them that excites you at the moment. No, the quarterback's and, play, uh, the quarterback transfer from we'll Colorado State, Colin Hill's playing pretty well, honestly. He's been, a, he's been a good fit for them at quarterback. Kevin Harris, they've got a fun little running back because he's 225 pounds and he squats 600 pounds and he just runs over people occasionally, and that's fun. But but you're right. There's nothing else. They, they just they're not a team that feels very good about themselves right now. Mm-hmm. Well, looking elsewhere, we've got Missouri, in theory, going to Baton Rouge. Uh, tropical storm situation, hurricane down there. That game, you know, I, I thought we'd see some cancellations or postponements. I did not anticipate that uh, we'd have another sort of hurricane situation. Much less six more hurricanes. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, that is. Uh, you know, everybody's safe down there. But in the event that game gets played, LSU has invited plenty of questions about themselves, uh, the Mississippi State loss. I just think they're too good on both both lines. I'm putting two out of ten that that's the upset. Twenty and a half point favorites. That number's probably right, but I just think too good on the, on the lines of scrimmage. Missouri, not impressive on either line. Uh, that's going to be a, a long night for the t- for the. Uh, for the Tigers from Columbia. I agree. I've got this one as a as a three. I think there's the distinct possibility that Missouri could be involved in their own slugfest for sixth game later in the season. That's that's one of the games that South Carolina fans, you know, have already looking ahead to and saying, you know, that's a maybe. Maybe we can beat Missouri. That's not the that's not the spot you necessarily want to be in. So I, I think that LSU is just simply too talented. Missouri doesn't do anything weird like Mississippi State does to give them even a puncher's chance. This is this is an LSU. If if this game gets played, LSU wins it big. Yeah. Well, finally, Josh, you buying? Are you buying the Woo Pigs? I'm buying. buying? I'm absolutely buying the Woo Pigs. I am going to get on the Sam Pittman train. Number one, he's just an he's just an easy guy to root for. Number two, I'm. 
I'm very much on the fence, circling back to what you said earlier. We don't. I don't think we know if Auburn's any good or not. Um, you know, nobody loves Bo Nix as much as Gus Malzahn, but I don't. I don't love Bo Nix a lot at all, based on what I've seen. Um, now it's not a fair test against that Georgia defense, but Auburn to me's got question marks. They've got things to prove. I think Arkansas feels great about itself. I think that you know they they're not facing a big crowd at Auburn you know all those things that might normally be going against them 14 points you know that I think the number is about right but I feel really good about Arkansas's chances possibility to get an upset here I wonder if the shine is is coming off a little bit on Chad Morris it's tough I covered him at SMU a little bit and that rebuild job he did there was one of the most impressive things I've seen because the SMU team that he inherited from June Jones, that's the worst FBS team I've ever seen, ever. I've been covering college football a long time. I've, I've never – I saw that team play in person twice. That team was terrible, and he had them in a bowl game in, I think, year three. That was legitimately a, a reclamation project. But two things. I think just how badly it went in Arkansas. He had a lot of things working against him, but win an SEC game. Just one, That's, yeah. you know – yeah, that's – it didn't go well. And I think the fact that he left Clemson and, and they have taken it to another level doesn't speak that great for him. And, and and then on top of that, it's a tough situation to be coming into in the pandemic when you're walking in and trying to get to know your personnel and put in the offense and do all of those things. So I'm with you. I, I Auburn feels good. They have good players. But are they a good team? I, I, we'll see. I, I lean yes a pretty good team, but man, we've seen a lot of evidence to suggest they're not that good. And I'll tell you one thing about Arkansas from what we've seen through two weeks, they're going to play hard and they're going to be a tough out at bumper pool, national uh, defensive player of the 75 week, tackles, lifetime yeah, all name team. Yes. Lifetime all name team uh, captain. Uh, fantastic uh, start I, for the Hogs. Going back to Chad I, Morris I put this as a for a six. second, though, I don't think this is a Chad Morris issue necessarily. I think that this is an organizational issue. It's never made sense to me to try to stuff a veteran offensive coordinator who has very much has their own system that they do in with Gus. You know, Gus goes back and forth. It's my offense. I'm calling plays. Somebody else is calling plays. Somebody else can call plays. I think that probably works fine if it's a guy that runs your system and does things your way and it's just kind of an extension to you, of you. But that's not what Chad is. He's changed – he and Gus run some different stuff. So it's just – it's never made much sense for me. I think Gus ought to call his own plays because I think he's good at it. I think his offense is fun to watch when he's got good players and he's calling it the right way. But it certainly never made sense to me to try to stuff another – big name quote unquote OC in there and make that whole thing work it just feels jumbled you know you're already hearing oh let's get rid of Gus bring in Rhett Lashley well why don't you just get ahead of that ball game you know ask Rhett who he hires an OC and then just hire that guy and then you can be two steps ahead of the Auburn firing cycle of firing your coach and hiring his OC I I like that plan I uh we'll see with Auburn Auburn is uh a quandary. I think they are the biggest wild card in the SEC um, at this point because, you know, they're a team that maybe they maybe they they get it together and they go seven and three, eight and two, or maybe they go five and five and beat Alabama in the Iron Bowl, or maybe they go four and six. 
all those things I think are on the table for them, and uh, time will tell. Yeah, I'm, 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 woo, yeah, I'm, I'm woo pig this week. If they roll in that game, you got to feel. I don't know about good about Auburn, but certainly a lot better. But I, I put that as a six uh, that, that Arkansas maybe could, uh, maybe could surprise them. All right, that will do it for this week's show. Again, I'm your host, David Ubbin, Josh Kendall. Joining me, as always, on Wednesdays. Thank you guys for tuning in. Again, subscribe to the show. Leave us a rating. Leave us a five-star review. You can listen to us wherever you hear your podcasts. And, of course, if you listen on the Athletic app, we are ad-free. Thank you again. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Going deep on the Vols and Bulldogs. See you on Thursday. Thank you.